0: Yo what the fuck's up? Laugh Now Dilator. Laugh Now Dilator. Man, your
1: favorite podcast. Uh, today, obviously Laugh Now Dilators is man after a rotting out track, you know, one of the, you know, one of the best tracks. I, I don't need to explain myself one more time, you know, rotting Out is like one of my favorite bands period, probably if not my favorite band. You know, and uh Definitely. you know, and this is really strong for like, you know, every probably Latino mate or like, you know, like really like uh grown, grown in the hood type shit, you know, like uh grew up there. You know probably it's like riding out is the band period and um what's interesting about the guest we have today it's like it's just obviously he's a member riding out but what makes it uh, more interesting is that when I first found out about riding out the person that stood up to me the most was not Wally was not any other member it was actually the bassist and I'm I'm not really just saying this because we have him on today but I remember like uh seeing the bandana you know like the hat you know on top I'm like yo this is straight up from the hood you know like
2: Oh, I, grew up, I grew up,
1: yeah, I grew up with fools, you know, like, uh, repping their gang or whatever, and, like, that's, like, you know, a staple that they had, you know, the bandana, you know, and the hat on top, you know, like, and it might seem something minor, but, you know, people who straight up come from, like, barbecues, music, playing around all, all in the street, you know, gang members coming up, you know, like, I grew up in that, and, you know, seeing that image and a big band, as big as Rotting Out, and not even just a punk band, but a hardcore band, was a big staple for me, and this is why, like, I just dug into Rotting Out as deep as I did. Today we have Benji.
0: What's up, man? All right, what's up? Yo, what's up, man? Good evening.
3: Introduce yourself. Good evening. I'm Benji from Rotting Out. I reside here in Long Beach now, originally from San Pedro, born and raised. What's up? Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. What's up? What's up? He's just like, yeah, that's safe. (laughs) That's right. That's right on my phone, LBC. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, let's talk about,
1: you know, you growing up. Who who were you as a kid? you You know, who was Benji? You know, what? All the shit that you did, you know? Man, crazy. All right, so going back to when I was a sperm. Yeah, the roots. My dad's Mexican,
3: My mom's Peruvian. Um, fucking born and raised in San Pedro. Fucking two blocks away from Channel Street. That's where I spent almost every day after school. Shit. Hold on. Gotta get my drink.
0: That's right, no. no worries. Is that Harbor area?
3: It's the South Bay, but yeah, it is the Harbor area. Harbor area? Is um, That's right. So, San Pedro is the port of L.A., and uh, that's where Vince Tom's Bridge is. Uh, went to Park Western Place, then I went to Dotson, did Dana for summer school, uh, San Pedro High School, of course, that's where I met Walter and Carlos, I went to, uh, Bandini Continuation School, with Carlos there, <laughs> fucking, had a bunch of different stupid-ass bands, me and Carlos had a band called The Fuck You, in like, two, <laughs> yeah, 2004, it was, uh, just straight-up fuck you in peace by peace worship but um <clears throat> you know that's where I met those fools and uh just fucking spent every every day skating and then you know any any money I had saved up should be a fucking show. Huh. First first day, freshman year I met Walter,
2: he was like, Hey you like throwdown?" now? And I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I love Throwdown." Down. Oh, shit. Yeah, Man. I was wearing a I was wearing a "Bury Your Dead" shirt, and he was like, "Bury Your Dead." You like Throwdown? I was like,
3: "Fuck yeah, I love Throwdown." I like, got Beyond Repair on LP, and then uh, you know, we fucking hit it off, started kicking it because at that time, like, I love punk and hardcore, but all my homies that I grew up with were just all about like, they went from like hardcore to to metal you know, like, and death metal and shit, and, uh, so we had a bunch of different bands when we were teenagers and shit, and, uh, I had this this death metal band called Terry Funk with all my Peter homies, <laughs> and, uh, you know, shit wasn't working out, like, our, you know, we were all still close homies and shit, and Walter was like, yo, I don't think Richard can be in the band anymore, Are you down to play bass? I just got accepted into, into, you know, UC Santa Cruz. Spent all this money going to school. Just my mom was all pissed off because it was just a waste of money trying to get into college and shit. And uh you know, she understood it was like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but it was fucking tight. You
0: know, we've all been like closest homies ever since. Damn. So you chose the you chose the rotting out basis gig over starting at UC Santa Cruz.
3: Yeah, man. School, middle school and high school just. Fucking sucked, but then when I started going to Harvard College, I, I started taking that shit seriously because, you know, all the, all the other bands that I was in, just it
1: was it was I wasn't taking that shit seriously. So, uh, I started taking school more seriously. Right. and uh, let's, you know, let's take it back a little bit. Actually, uh, you know, before we get into it, because I I'm really interested, because I fucking hate school right now. But I mean, I like like uh, I'll, I'll bring this up real quick. Uh, actually, I got a, I got offered like fifteen thousand dollars a year to go to school for four years. And I'm like, fuck, like, I'm like, I know it's, like, a great, like, it's a great thing, but I'm like, fuck, I just don't want this. Like, I really, like, like, if I go, I could go, but I'm like, fuck, I don't, I don't it's not something I want, period, but...
3: Yo, man, fuck school, <laughs> can't rock there. <man. laughs>
1: yeah, but before, uh, you said, uh, their first band was the fuck yous, or what was your first band? It was in 2004, right? Alright,
3: nah, I'm just kidding about school, stay in school, alright, i was trying to graduate already. Alright, so...
0: That
3: I when I even graduated, man. <laughs> to jail. Yeah, man. Trying to get your education, bro. That's where it's at, for real. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we had a band together. Well, me and my other homies that I went to like middle school with, we had a band when we were thirteen called the Raging Hormones, and uh, you know we just had a bunch of different bands that just all sounded different, and uh, only a few of them. We're actually recorded, but um, a lot of fucking bands. You know those, the Raging Hormones. Um, we have no faces. Head in the cloud. Uh, Crush Bunny.
1: Crush Bunny. It's like a. Yeah,
3: Crush, Crush Bunny. Yeah, she was that's straight like a bad,
0: like, yeah. bad bunny like rip on power violence rip
3: off. Bad Bunny got
0: got his name from there.
3: <laughs> flag, front, nah, right. from <laughs> real real stupid you know uh so uh so i had like these real bad shit neighbors um growing up when i lived by channel street and um i was i was smoking weed when i was eight and nine and then uh you know i, I found out about minor threat like right before i turned 10 you know, and I was like, yo, this shit is sick, like badass shit, you know? And I have an older sister that, uh, like, she, she had, like, some punk homies that were like, yo, like, yo, you should listen to this. And they gave me, like, a, a burn CD of the virus and the casualties. And I was like, yo, this is sick as fuck. Like, yeah. this is what I want to do, you know? And, uh, I don't know. It was, it was weird because, uh, like my mom, she was all about like Queen and the B fifty twos along with like Spanish rock and just Spanish music in general.
2: Yeah.
3: But uh yeah, um so ever since I got like hooked on to uh punk rock when I was like nine years old, I was like I fucking love this shit so much and then uh you know, I wanted to be all gutted out, just charged out, just fucking drinking and shit and smoking weed with my neighbors. And then, um, once I found out about Minor Threat and AFI, I was like, all right, this, this is sick. Like, I want to be straight edge, you know? And I was, it, was, it was cool, you know? It's just a growing experience, and I'm glad I lived through that shit, and I know it's super important for a lot of people, especially a lot of my homies, and that's why I love the straight edge still. Um, so, I was sober, well, I was, I was straight edge, and I was vegan up until I was 17. For like four and, years. Uh, like four or five years? Something like that. No no no. That was seven years. Well I was I was vegan for five years. Okay. I was straight edge for
2: seven years. But
3: I mean like if you're not now you never were, right? Um oh, yeah. but but through that, like I got into so much other cool shit. Your, your you know, Jordan was my favorite my, was my favorite straight edge band of all time. For sure. Uh, but yeah, I I would say like the casualties, um, minor threat. Black Flag that's that's all I listened to when I was like 10 and 11 and uh ever since that like middle school you learning about all these new bands and shit yeah. so uh you know i guess like i was in the 6th grade when Slipknot was my favorite band yeah. and uh just learning about all the all these other crazy bands like uh um Hatebreed was like my all-time favorite band i remember getting my fucking nose broken Seeing Hatebreed, Donnie Brooke opened up that show at the Roxy. At the Roxy, it's funny. It's venue. Yeah. Actually, I went to that show with with Walter in uh, two. Th- that was also in two
1: thousand four. Dude, I was um, I was a uh, I couldn't even walk at that time. That's crazy. Hey, now, you're,
3: now you're out here running, right? Yeah. Uh, so that's how you live crazy uh damn everything everything happens so fast in your teens um but yeah man so like that's that shit all my musical interests sparked like wildfire just straight up punk and then um hardcore just like you true that was my shit you know just back and forth between like punk metal hardcore metal just like straight up gore guts like death metal shit and um back into hardcore Everything just like every every new band you hear just that that sparks that fire you're you like fuck man and you start getting deeper into all of that shit like um I remember a long ass time ago when I when I felt like I was like, falling off because I was t- starting to take school more
2: seriously I was just like fuck it you know like I'm 17 I'm gonna sell all my records I need some money like work sucks I gotta take fucking these night classes now some bullshit.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I sold all these records that I had. <sighs> Sorry. And, uh, the, well, there was
2: only two that I kept. It was, uh, the Piece 5P, 7 inch, and, uh, Beyond Repair.
3: And, uh, I was like, all right, you know, like, I wanted to sell everything else except those. And then, uh, I'm glad I never sold those because every time I look back on them, I'm just like, all right, this, that's there right? right? That's yeah, yeah. I was like, "That's that was my my stomping grounds, my introduction to to more aggressive music that I wanted to live with." Yeah. I uh, I grew up going to back- backyard shows in Pedro and Wilmington and like Lomita and shit. Like, yeah. oh, I've oh. never been to a backyard show in PV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know man. But uh, it it was sick as fuck. Like backyard shows and then i had to go to backyard shows because my sister was basically like babysitting me but she could only go out with her friends if i went along and like one of her good friends was like yo johnny's got a backyard show let's go and i was like what all right cool and i was like 11 years old getting pushed in the pit getting forced to the circle pit you know i was fucking small ass kids so i was scared And I was like, all right, this is fucking sick. Everyone's, like, super nice and encouraging. They're fucking, like, I'm a little-ass kid, and they're giving me beers and shit. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. I'm straight-edge. Like, straight-edge? You fucking bitch. And I was like, what? (laughs) what? "What? No, this shit's tight, you know? Like, I was uh, super into Earth Crisis for a long-ass time. Yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, man, fucking... I wanna, the I wanna. Backyard th-
3: shows. Yeah. Going to like real shows, that shit like changed because it was, the backyard shows are like just dusty ass punk shows or just like no one gave a fuck about it anything, you know, that shit was not polite or, or clean. And then, uh, going to an actual venue was just like, it was nice as fuck. Chain Reaction was the first place I ever went to for a show. Um, yeah, that shit was, uh, the end of sixth grade, I saw uh, Between the buried and Me because my homie was like, yo, this band is sick as fuck. You'll like them. And I was like, all right, let's go. And uh, his mom took us there she picked us up and I was like, damn, that shit was super technical but still badass, you know, just <laughs> fast and crazy. Just That's that's what I liked, you know, and I, that's what I still like, just fast, heavy shit. And, um, yeah, other than that, just fucking all the old school venues that aren't even around anymore, Studio S, Showcase Theater, uh, uh, gurus, but, yeah, man, it's, uh, it it went from, uh, backyard shows and shows and skating every day to, uh, to taking school serious, or trying to take school seriously, but, um, yeah, there was like a bunch of bands that I was in growing up that all fucking sucked ass, you know? Yeah. And, um, the, the last band I was in before I joined Rotting Out was, a uh, real technical death metal shit that was just like all like, like, Jocko fucking stretched across the fretboard. Yeah, I'm talking just about. Just all, all fucking speed picking hammer ons, just sliding up and down. Um and Riding Out was just a whole different style. I mean, um I I was jamming with them before Riding Out even started. Um before Riding Out started it was a band called Dogpile. And uh that was around the time that I broke edge and uh, they were like, nah, this is a straight edge band and I was like, Alright, fuck it. I'm bounce. <laughs> and uh Yeah Fucking you know, that was a like right after June 6, 2006, that's when I broke edge. I lost my virginity that night too. It was sick. It's crazy, <laughs> damn. Yeah, what a
1: only, one. only only good things happen when you drink. <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. I, I got I got high as fuck for the first time, in seven years, and then we watched The Omen. Damn. On opening
2: day, and then uh, I went back, met up with my girlfriend at the time. I dated this girl all throughout high
3: school. And she was, like, begging me to drink with her the whole time. And I was like, nah, that shit is whack. And now to the X. Like, yeah, and she was like, come on, let's have sex. And I was like, whoa, sick. <laughs> I <was> like, yeah. <laughs> that's how it all fucking started. I mean, it's all been downhill since.
1: Yeah, actually, about that, before we get into, like, like, we're, we'll, the bridge, we'll get to the bridge. Basically, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is that, <laughs> like, uh, a lot of people, like, I think, like, I think a lot of people are like, what the fuck, straight up when they hear, like, you're smoking weed at age eight or age 9 or shit like that. It's a little wild on
0: TVH. Nah,
1: but, like, like I, I like I seen kids and, like, most of my homies that I kind of kicked it in high school because I don't really kick it with them anymore. They're like, yeah, like, I was, like, six when, like, some cholo, like, gave me, like, you know, like, offered me a blunt. You know, like, that shit, that shit's, like, I think, I think that's, like, um... That's crazy because I, like, it just shows how like you know like you're in the hood straight up you know like the neighbor it's always the neighbors it's always like the people in the front porch type shit you know like the people like in the front and stuff like that who are gonna offer you who are gonna offer you that shit you know but yeah do you ever like uh, like now that you know you played a running out, you played all these like all these bands do you ever feel like damn like like how lucky you are you know like how many fucking like how many kids I've met were like oh yeah I smoke this like I smoked weed and they're like still doing fucking like like, Nas right now, like, in their home, you know, like, and you're, you're, like, you're getting fucked up, doing shit, but you still made it out there, you know, you still, like, managed to play Riding Out, and now tour, like, Europe, you know? Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's crazy. I'm for sure very
2: fortunate to be able to live this. Um, you know, I've definitely been to my ups and
3: downs. I'm, I'm very thankful that I've had the opportunity, and the homies that gave me that, good push in the right direction because I've had more homies that just kind of trying to drag me down with them just being stagnant as fuck in our hometown I'm just like man this shit gets old quick but you don't really realize it until that time passes by and shit flies by you before you know it um, you know like I couldn't even fucking skate at the time when I was like fucking around and once I like got real into you know punk rock and and the straight edge, that's when I started skating more because I was like, fuck it, man. Like, I don't want to do anything else. Like, fuck school. I kick it with my homies. I skate with them. I come home. I listen to music and, you know, like, try to download songs and shit. And then my mom's yelling at me off the internet because, you know, Uh, the the dial-up is just uh, fucking up the phone lines. And I'm just like, (laughs) Damn, I can't even listen to my fucking music. Oh, my I had all these, like... Fuck you, mom. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, like, at the time, I was super shitty to my mom, you know? Like, now we got a good relationship. And You know, I was just a fucking shitty-ass teenager, you know? Didn't have a father in my life, so I was just, like, rebellious as fuck all the time. Just Were you the literally individual? just... <clears throat> What were you the youngest one? Are you were you the youngest
1: family?
3: Yeah, yeah it's just me and my sister. My sister's older than me by two years. It's
1: fucking crazy, man. So,
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, actually, through her, I got into like because of her and her homies, you know, I got into punk rock and, and hardcore and shit. And then, uh, yeah, I, I had all these burned CDs and CDs that I stole from Tower Records and, uh, Mm-hmm. fuck man I couldn't even like buy shit my mom wouldn't buy me shit we were broke and uh you know once I fucking started kicking it with Walter and shit he was like hey I got this Desperate Measure CD you wanna listen to it and I was like fuck yeah so he was just be chilling kicking it at my place after school for years listening to all these different bands like so, um... the the shit that like got me real into hardcore Uh, besides Floor Punch, definitely be mental. Um, Righteous Jams, like, at that time, we went to all the fucking, the local shows together, to Internal Affairs, piece by piece, uh, Donnie Brooke, all the terror shows and shit yeah did, did, it's crazy Stop it. time flies by you
1: know? yeah did wally like you know how you hanged out with wally as a kid when you broke edge did like did they give you shit for it or it was it like you didn't give a fuck because i know like the whole minority unit they were they were all about it so i was like were, were you were like were they like oh you broke edge or like or some shit like that
3: Yeah, yeah all those dudes were bummed out for sure it was like three years after i met them so we all got close and shit and uh you know I, I was just falling off because I was into metal at the time too and I I was spending a lot of time with my girlfriend not taking any of my bands seriously like uh, the other bands that I, I was singing for just like everyone was like fuck it we're over it because I was I was bailing on the shows that we we were gonna play to go to other shows of or bands that I wanted to see you know so they were all bummed out on me too and I was like hey man fuck it you know I'm over it I wanna you know, do my own thing, kind of. And, um, everyone was like, damn, boy, you're a sellout.
1: Yeah, what? yeah. like... Even Wally, right? Even yeah, Did Wally, uh, Wally talk shit? Like, and Carlitos and shit? Yeah,
3: every, everybody talked shit. And I was like, hey, fuck it, man. I like to smoke weed. Fuck it. And, uh, you know, it took them a while to understand and shit. It's like, crazy.
1: Did, was, it, was there ever a period where you guys didn't, even, didn't like, talk? I like just straight
3: up had no yeah. Or like yeah, for sure, everyone was all bummed out, you know, like uh around that time, you know everyone gets new friends, and it just moves on quick, and uh excuse me, we didn't talk for for maybe like I mean, we still talked every now and then, but we didn't we didn't kick it like we used to, and uh you know, we would always go to um uh, Carlos's place, his old place, the house of Rock, after school too and Carlos was the the first dude that I knew that had like a binder full of CDs. Like every page, every slot was completely full. Yeah. That's and funny. I was like, I was like, damn, fool, you're, you haven't even like graduated high school yet, and you got two binders full of CDs. And they were they weren't like burned CDs or anything too. I was like, how the fuck do you find the money for this shit? You know, like, yeah, I, I only got a couple real CDs. I got all burned CDs and shit. And he was like, Yeah man, I just steal him. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, I start doing that shit. And then uh, that's how I started getting the CDs that I wanted too.
1: Well, was Carlos yeah. also is Carlos also, was Carlos straight edge at the time? Yeah, he
3: straight, also broke hey, edge
1: or is he still straight, straight edge? Time. He also he also broke sure. edge? Or like or is he still straight edge? no
2: nah, no.
3: Nah. Yeah, he's still straight edge. Oh, he is. Okay. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, so like before I met them, they were
2: they were kicking it with all these like um fucking grungy ass punk fools
3: that were in their age because they're a few years older than me. Um, and uh, they, I mean, I mean like when you're a fucking young ass kid and you're just like stuck in the crowd. You go with the flow, kind of, you know. Yeah. And uh, I guess they 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 used to drink too before they were straight edge and. They like they both just like threw up, had a horrible experience, and they were over it, kind of you know, yeah, I'll let them tell their side of the story, yeah we'll, but, have, um, them, we'll have them next, yeah yeah, uh that's that's what I remember them telling me they were just like ugh, it tastes like shit, and they threw up, and we were over it, and uh you know i i felt, I definitely puked the first couple times I got shit faced, and uh, I haven't stopped.
1: <laughs> that's why right, you, you know you live it. You live
3: it too. You live it to the fullest. Yeah, you know I'm. I'm just glad I was able to kick everything else. I I know my limit now. I uh, I drink in moderation. I still party, but you know I that's don't. Right. I That's don't, right. Shout out to, to the moderation. I don't fuck hard drugs like I used to. So uh, I'm. I'm definitely glad I was able to kick that. And now I'm a happy guy.
0: Hell yeah! It's all about balance, fool.
3: Yeah. Some people don't know that shit. Goals aboard That's what's up though Yeah every
0: video I've seen like running out Like
1: I, that video One of my favorite videos Like fucking in general YouTube's Anything About anything Is that one where you guys Go to Tijuana Cause like uh, Like that uh, when you doing noisy uh, Cause that's like That's like where I Like That's like That's my fucking That's my place right That's like where I was like Born and everything So it's like yes. I was like i seen that video I'm like And then like Any any part that they showed Of you I think You were just like Either it was like uh, a 40 ounce or some shit like, like I don't know You're doing something and it's fucking funny. I think that Shibaba video, you're like, I'm so fucked up. Like every every photo video that I think I've seen you from like the internet previously, it's like you're either with the beer or you're either with something you're fucked up. It's Fucking funny. It's like, I mean it's it's funny to see that shit, but at the same time it's like,
0: damn. Yeah, if if I was smarter I wouldn't drink at all. But uh I like it. Yeah, yeah, see, uh, it's all about balance, man. I don't know. It doesn't have to be one way or the other, man.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like I think I don't know, man. Like, like you know how like Kiss has like every Kiss has every Kiss member has like their own personality. Like, this is the you know the crazy ass Chung guy. Well, like it's like running out. Like my girlfriend told me, he's like, you know what, running out. Like she like if she really likes you guys, and she doesn't really like hardcore that much. She's like, you know, running out has like the thing too. You have Carlitos, which is like you know the. Like, that, like, just straight up fooled up. You got, Wall because, like, you know, the man, like, the big-ass man, you got, like, this with the bassist, who just, that, that foot looks like, you know, he's, like, she told me when she's, like, that foot looks like my uncle, like, like, the gangbanger, like, he's, like, just, like, this one looks like, yeah. yeah, it was, like, yeah. like, that's kind I'm of what, what I think I, I, some people see that as at some point, you know? Yeah, yeah we're all uncles now, because George has a kid.
3: But, um, I was definitely a fucking maniac, where everyone was, like, had it up to here with me, they're, like, yo, like, you're too fucked up all the time like tone it down you know and uh it took a couple of years like uh the first three four years that I joined the band um you know progressively got worse uh it, it took a bunch of psychedelics to, to mellow me out honestly it sounds weird but um you know that's
1: how I figured my shit out and uh man you did you all the shit now I did just, everything
3: yeah
0: Literally. Literally. Have you done DMT ayahuasca?
3: <laughs> so b- right before I joined riding out, I did ayahuasca in Peru. We went to Machu Picchu, and I uh, met up with a shaman, and uh, <laughs> man, it shit tasted like a it should taste like a boiled foot. And I was up on the, on the fucking uh, a golden pyramid, just throwing up. And, uh, I saw myself die, I saw myself get reborn, like, everything went black, and I came back into my own feet, like, my arms and my, every, my veins just, like, stretched out, like, slipped out of my body, everything was, like,
2: golden and green
3: and glistening, and, uh, I was, like, sitting on some clouds, looking down at everybody, and then, uh, I was like, alright, I gotta get my shit together, because, like, right before then, like, I, uh, I so I went to uh, Rainfest with Rotting Out. I was, I was selling merch for them. I did a couple tours just, like, selling merch. And um, so that was when I was, like, real bad. I had I had a real bad coke problem. And uh, that kind of, that trip just, like, fucking set me straight. Like, whooped my ass, like, ten times back and forth physically and emotionally. Uh, yeah, it was a very very spiritual trip. Where um I don't think any psychedelic trip that I ever done could top that because it was like getting blasted back and forth and just like see my whole body just explode and and then come back together piece by piece. Um super weird super super weird time and experience. But um yeah I've done um did ayahuasca, um I did DMT twice before I did
2: ayahuasca, and Uh, uh, I've done DMT, I've done DMT once after that
3: a few years back, and, uh, you know, it's definitely a very humbling experience where, you know, like, damn, you're a fucking idiot, you know, like, so lucky to be alive still, and just um, happy for everything that I've experienced. Have you ever overdosed on anything? No, luckily I haven't, and you know, like, un- it's very unfortunate that I've had friends that have, and I've had a lot of close homies pass from that shit, so, um, yeah, you well. know, it, it, that's also another eye-opening experience, because um, we all used to party super hard, you know, on my homies and shit, and uh, doing doing psychedelics kind of makes you um, realize that you're going too hard sometimes. And uh that gave me a pushback. So I'm definitely glad that that's what made me stop doing drugs in general. You know, I, I don't consider weed a drug, I still smoke on occasion. I used to smoke weed every day for like ten years straight and uh that, that was just like a normal thing, you know. But um when it comes to actual substance abuse and shit like really fucked me up. Like I can't I can't even like use the left side of my nostril. Um every everything that my homies went through it was just like, all right, everyone's got their demons, but now you just experienced a whole nother level of hurt. So, uh, but anyways, like, going from a drunk punk to being a straight edge kid, uh, hardcore was my life. And then, uh, you know, I kind of fell off, just started getting into drugs, listening to a bunch of metal.
0: And black metal and shit, just oh, shit. going down that K-hole. Um, uh, what, what's the top the, black metal the, picks? It. What was that? What's, like, your top black metal picks? Because we were just jamming some shit earlier. Oh, man. Okay, so uh, I definitely have to say Deathspell Omega and Leviathan were my shit okay. for a long-ass time.
3: But, um, that... That was the time when I was like super into downers and shit, you know. And I was like, you know, like I've I've always been a fucking party guy. Like I'm a I'm an extrovert as fuck. Like I want to like scream in someone's face and like break bottles all the time. Like I don't like to chill as as much as I I used to. That shit's like boring to me. Um so I kicked all the downers, and like I, I still fuck with black metal every now and then. But it's like now I'm just like it has to be up more. I mean, be more upbeat, you know? Like Absolutely. I keep was, it. yeah, yeah. I was listening to Undergang and Mortician earlier, and uh, I, I need to like headbang. I can't just like be headbanging slow, you know? And uh, mm-hmm. every every now and then, when I get high, I'll I'll still put on. I'll, I'll spin Dope Smoker. Um, I got a dope smoker because that was like a very dark period of my life. you know uh just sleep and my sugar was like a uh a, a crazy fucking fork in the road. Yeah, I could
1: imagine just listening to meshuga,
3: like, all the time you're wild man, yeah, that was a listening to my sugar the first time I did shrooms Damn. and uh. <laughs> I fucking ran outside, and, uh, it, like, it literally felt like the earth was tilting, so I was just grabbing onto a stop sign, just screaming, because I felt like I was gonna, like, fall down the street, like, the earth was, like, at 90 degrees, kind of, I don't know, it's, it's weird, it's hard to explain, but it was definitely a crazy-ass trip, and, uh, listening to Meshugga kind of, like, <laughs>
1: gave me a bad trip, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, like, you're like, what the fuck, and, like, like Yeah you it jing, was dope jing, though jing, jing. <laughs> And you're just like What though
3: Like <laughs> Every now and then You need a fucking bad trip That shit fucks you up In a good way You learn from that shit like, um, How old are you? Hey man It's top secret bro
1: Oh shit Nah nah Cause I wanna know Just because it's like Cause there's people Like for example Nate Nate he told me He's like I'm 32 And I was like dude You look like you're 40 something Like you straight up <laughs> look like I thought I thought you were like a dad already And he's like no, nah, I'm only 32 I'm like like And he's like Don't do drugs I was like Alright Like I was like No Yeah he's like He's like Don't do drugs I was like Alright I, I know why Like, he was just like You're just a Lived out school you, you have lived a lot
3: it, Nate is like The the most Dedicated Hard working Dude that's been Putting on shows For Probably Fucking 15 16 years now no, Yeah like, dude Just this- He's been nonstop just finding venues and shit, and I wish there was someone else like him to help him carry the load because that shit is a lot of hard work. Uh, um, but yeah, that he's like a real good fucking homie. He lives down the street from me right now. Um, but uh, I'm 31, you know, and uh, every time I see Nate, I'm just like, "Yo, how the fuck you?" He looks
1: aged because, I mean. I don't want to say that, you know? He's just a, a hard-working dude. That's all it is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you, you look, like, you, you look older. Like, if you tell me, you're 30, you want to be like, nah, he's not 31. Like, I did, like, and I don't mean nothing about it. I'm just, like, saying, like, you know, like, you know someone has lived, like, someone, someone, like, has done their shit, like, good or bad, just lived, like, life, you know, when they look older. Yeah. Because I have yeah, family, I, mean, I have, like, cousins who are, like, also your age, who, like, who, like just don't do anything just don't do much like you know like really haven't done anything like and I really you know like scared of shit or religious I'm fucking everything and they look like they're 20 something but they're like your age hey fuck them <laughs> and I was <just>, like, straight up <laughs> fuck them I was like yeah nah I'm just
2: kidding I still feel young I know I shouldn't uh, you're young Fool, you're young I think that way cause uh I do have a lot of responsibilities and
3: shit you know but we're all we're all working class punks. We've we've been working hard to get riding out off the band. I mean off the ground. Um but yeah, you know, like that shit that shit's been really fun.
0: I'm very fortunate to be homies with those guys. Yeah, like
1: that's what the yeah, that's straight up that's straight up. I think that's the reason you have that dedicated Rotting Out fan base. It's like whether people like you guys or not, whether you guys like people think about, have et cetera, et cetera, like like, hmm. so, like, for example, I want to bring up my girlfriend, not because she's just my girlfriend, but there's someone I, like, I know. Like, she's seen Stick to Your Guns, which is a very, like, you know, has a powerful message, like it or not. Other bands that have a powerful message, but she's, like, she's out riding out. And this was, like, her, like, second, third show ever I took her. She And she knew nothing. She wasn't into, like, even mentality. But she didn't know anything. And then she's like, yeah, this is what's up. This is like, this is real. Like, a lot of these bands scream, but she's like, she's, she even looks through the bullshit and be like, yeah, they don't talk about shit. They, Rotting Out does. You know, like, Rotting Out, like, the speeches are real. Like, this is something actually can relate brown to brown skin. And, uh, and with, with that being said, like, uh, that's all, that's all I'm like, I cannot imagine Rotting Out playing to, like, a non-Hispanic audience. Like, when you guys did that tour with Knock Loose and 6 to Guns, I'm like, like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like, I'm like, what the fuck, you, like, is anyone like, I don't know, it just seems weird, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
3: That was definitely one of the funnest tours we've been on. It was also, I think, the longest tour we've ever done. But, um, yeah, all those dudes are fucking great. But, uh, you know, growing up with Walter, he didn't really talk about what he was going through, he didn't talk about his family or, like, what the fuck he was feeling that day. It was always just like, yo, let's listen to Faded Gray, let's listen to, um, need a Champion or fucking Desperate Measures, because that's what made us feel good, you know? Like, uh, you guys, we used to listen to a lot, of, a lot of Dag Nasty, and that was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it it all on mood, really, you know? Like, something that's just like, just, feels like more silly or happy that it would just make us want to go out and just fucking skate and like do dumb shit but that's that's what we did i fucking we skated down to channel street a lot and then back up to my place and just listen to cds and that was it go to shows we hung out with some fools uh in
2: Torrance, and all those fools fell off like i don't think any of them listen to hardcore anymore but um Crazy. We
3: would we would always go we would drive to the showcase which would be like an, an hour and a half drive with traffic at the time. And uh I remember some people would just like wanna to come to the show last minute and it would be like seven people in a car. And then uh if if it was like too many, we fucking crammed like nine people in a car one time with two people in the trunk. I would always trunk it to Took these shows because I was the smallest dude. You know, I was I was the youngest and the smallest. I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. Like, I want to go. Just keep it moving.
1: Yeah, yeah. like I think uh, there's two things I want to say about that. Like straight up, like you know how you, like you said that you know you don't watch there, you know listen to music and like straight up just listen to music. You guys eventually, you know, you started doing your shit. You, you know, kind of guys for a while. And I think that's a lot of things I personally see. Like I don't know, maybe because I'm fucking still young, whatever. Like I haven't met the right people yet. But I see that a lot, I'm like, yo, like like this happens or like this person will set this, this and this some bullshit. And like, oh like we're not home anymore. Simple as that. I'm like, yo, like I like like I could I could say this from like my cousins, like who I grew up like, you know, like fucking like eating tortilla all day, you know, like just be like like we like we've done some dumb shit, we talk shit to each other, we've fucked up each other, but you know, you still talk. And also the second thing I'm like, I think a lot of like I I've, I've seen a lot of hardcore kids and from like LA or like wouldn't really be hardcore kids, but like from like richer areas be like oh like yeah i'm really into hardcore like i'm more hardcore than you blah 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 and then like oh yeah but i can't make it to the show go come pick me up and i'm like dude like i met homies especially like from like and you can tell it from when the more poor they are like homies from compton you know shout out to robert we tell we tell each other stories and we're like we're almost the same age we're like yeah man i remember like taking like three buses and two trains to make it to like some show in lc you know like shit like that you know like stuff like that it's like i think like i don't know like i kind of want to see more of that personally you know like I fucking, I have, like, this homie right here, like, shout out to him, my homie Daniel. Like, how many times I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take, like, two trains just to meet you up just to go to the show. You feel me? Like, shit like that.
3: Dude. Yeah, so that's what you gotta do sometimes. And, uh, you know, we've definitely taken the bus to Allen Theater and then had to a, had a fucking ask people for rides home and shit, and they're just like, damn, you're way out of the way, but yeah. fuck it, you know? I'm gonna be yeah. stranded, otherwise. They had the fucking brick Nokia phones that were just <laughs> the fucking the batteries never died. But uh oh, um, you know, but but somehow they'd be fucking dead by the end of the show. And uh so we had a fucking inch ride back to Pedro and just you know, we're we're fucking because we had homies that would help us out and that's just how how it was. Like we'd all fuck around and talk shit and then afterwards like all right,
1: you know, like no no grudges to be held. Yeah, and those, and those are like very like, like how the song, like how fucking songs is amongst the few, like that's really like, it's like, I think going into hardcore, I think like, I have the image that everybody is like that, but then like you get into it, like, there's a majority that, you know, are really, are really into the music, but, you know, really don't know where to, like, don't know, you know, like they'd be wearing their fucking air matches, like, you know, the fucking, you know, fanny packs and shit and be like, you know, talking about the change and bullshit like that. But then you can tell when like a motherfucker comes with like the authentics, you know, all ripped, you know, like, and even homies who are older, you know, who like still, you know, barely make it, you know, and trying to like live life, you know, the way they want to and not just like sucking up like some jobs they don't want to, seeking true to themselves, but also, you know, going to the show, you know, like supporting. Yep, for sure. And you see that everywhere. There's always gonna be a bunch of fucking assholes in every scene. Yeah, people that are just snobby as fuck about it, because cause, your fucking your fit doesn't match theirs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Do we don't go hard together, like.
2: <laughs> yeah, fuck it. You know, I and that's what you have to go through in every scene. You know, there's a fucking assholes everywhere. Yeah.
3: And uh, I de- I definitely got jumped uh, outside of the chain by some some fools that were just like
2: just hating on me for no reason, you know? Damn. And that kind of shit just happens, you know?
3: And, uh, you know, like you know, it was weird because my homies couldn't even do shit about it. Like, my other, like, metal homies couldn't even do shit about it. They're like,
2: my mom's gonna pick us up soon.
0: Like, fuck you, dude, help me. Damn. Wait, wait, what show is that? <laughs> uh...
3: I don't even know to be honest like there was a bunch of different shows I think it was probably like Animosity and Darkest Hour or something like that it was just like so many different types of of man. of music that we went to just shows
1: like just non-stop you know that's what we did every weekend just different fucking band different show like that's what it was man. yeah man so yeah like let's talk about a little bit like running out like now and, like, you know, I mean, obviously you're still, like, you're fucking 31, which is wild, you know. Like, you've been, what, as wild, man. I thought you were, like, older. I mean, considering how long Roddy has been around for, like, 11 years? At like 11, right?
3: No, Roddy Young has been around for, like, I think, fourteen, uh 14? maybe 13 years now. Yeah. yeah, and, um you know, Mike and Richard were... Some of the original people that are no longer in the band, and I joined. I joined rotting out when I was uh, 21, and uh, you know, just it, it was cool because a different style of music that I was used to playing at the time. You know, like it wasn't far from where I started, but uh, it really isn't. It mm-hmm. was just. Fun. It was, it was fun as fuck and that's what just that's what was important to me and you know I was having fun with my homies and that's what it was
1: yeah Uh. so like, like there's two things about like running out like inside of Musical.ly like first of all you know like like you know it's, it's surprising me. you say you got like a lot of fucked up like you know you got fucked up on all sorts and shit but it's weird cause you're actually like you're actually a good bassist not to like just kiss ass but like you're you're fucking you're like you're like like I think anybody could agree with this. Riding out would not be riding out if it wasn't for your style of your technical, your fucking way of playing bass, because that's what gives it that like, like that, that's what that's what gives like someone like me who like hey we listen to punk, we listen to like the virus, you know the casualties, like you know like escaributo, like I see like, this, you know that's what I grew up as a little kid, and then like okay this is hardcore, like this, it doesn't sound different, but it sounds better, but it's it's you know it's that bridge because it sounds like. Yeah, like, I heard Brad from Baldi's, like, yeah, this is running out hardcore, who you could tell they come from the ghetto, you know, that sounds like music that was also produced from the ghetto, you know, so it's like, you know, shout out to you, you know, like, straight up, like, you know that's like that's what gives it that like you play you play bass good you know you just, you're not it's not just there to like just make it sound thicker like it's its own like fucking sauce you know uh,
0: yeah like honestly we were we were jamming like street crowd the other day and we're like yo like out of nowhere I'm just like yo honestly do you listen to it, it it's like a bass forward every song like mostly bass forward like you can you kind of hear it in the mix like is that very like intentional Of you guys like it's just like beefy as fuck man and it just hits.
3: Yeah, thanks, man. Um, it's it's weird because I was just used to doing all these these sweeps and shit, and just playing with power chords, and then going into like basic scales. Where I was just like, this is just fun as fuck. Like I I love I've always loved playing punk shit like this. Just every bass driven band like Good Riddance, Seven Seconds, RKL, Rancid, Pennywise. That that was the shit that we all liked, you know, and. Uh, we got more and more into it and uh just it's it's crazy you know like i i kind of hold a little bit of resentment you know cuz uh i had a a trip planned and uh it was at the same time that street pride was being recorded so i got back from florida in time to do vocals and shit And, uh, Walter recorded the bass lines. And, uh, yeah, before that, we were, we were going over it and Carlos was like, this needs to go like that. This needs to go like this. And, uh, you know, Carlos is the one that always writes all the music. We, we like throw in ideas and riffs and shit and he pieces them together. And, uh, you know, I'm glad that was like, still definitely like, love that record so much. But um, I play a lot of it different live, you know, because it's just like a little bit more my style. And uh the the songs we were playing before from Vandalized was just like, it was all like straightforward shit. Like, well, it was a little bass solo and a lot more scales and just different octaves and power chords. And, uh, you know, I love that shit so much. I want to keep doing that more and more. And, um, they were like, all right, dude, relax. We're not, we're not fucking RKL, you know, you don't need to do all these crazy bass solos and every song and shit. And I was like, oh yeah, true. You know, but it just, I just do what sounds good, you know?
2: Yeah. And that's what it is. So, every, everyone, every everyone has their own style that like, it's, it's, it's a puzzle
3: piece that, that fits perfectly within each other. so if we all like
1: compliment each other's sound in the band their own sauce yeah so yeah. what? what is I want, I'm interested to know what does your mom think of it like what is your family be like yo like we're from the ghetto now like you're out here like playing like you're up you're out here yeah, like,
0: like especially playing. especially as, as a Latino family like how did, how does being like oh so I'm gonna be I'm gonna play in a punk band mom and dad <laughs> like <laughs> hope that's cool
1: <laughs> yeah like I, I like I dropped out of college but like hey look out of me like, like I'm fucking playing bass and I'm getting I'm getting shit fucked but I'm still making my money you know
0: or, like, even for you like, oh, I'm, I'm working the merch table,
3: you know? Yeah, definitely. My family was definitely really bummed out because, you know, for the most part, my mom wasn't there. My dad was never there, but my mom was always working. And she was a seamstress, so she was always working full-time, just, like, sewing clothes and shit. And so my grandparents were taking care of us. And, like, it was just a lot easier just being out of the house. <laughs> and... uh you know, we we were. I was never home, and then whenever whenever I was, nobody else was there. So I would always be chilling with the homies, and if I was at their place, then I would have the homies chilling at my place. And uh, you know, it was kind of a a free for all where there was no parents really, and um, you know they they definitely knew I was you know a fucking a, a brat. I was crazy as fuck. Like, I was always starting shit with my neighbors and being loud. And, like, just skating and music was, was my life, you know? And um, they, were, they were for sure, like, bummed when I, like, started getting more serious into music. And they were like, what about school? What about work and shit? And I was like, yeah, you know, that, that'll that be there. I'll always come back to that if, if I want to, you know? But right now, I feel like this is m- the right choice for me. And um yeah, uh just fucking skating all the time, like you know, all, all my, my Puerto Rican side of the family, they just like didn't give a fuck. They was like, Yeah, follow your dreams. Yeah. Like do that. Do do what makes you happy, kind of, you know, but also like um be be responsible, you know? And uh my mom's side of the family, my Peruvian side of the family was just like no, you gotta stay in school. You need to be you need to be smart. You need to be responsible, like work and make some money and shit. And uh I was uh I was always skating down <clears throat> down by Channel Street or like uh smoking weed on the cliffs by Sunken City. And uh my homies Victor and Chewie, they were some RSP fools, they were uh <laughs> they, like I was just like kicking with them randomly, you know, like these fools were banging on other fools for no reason and I was like, Oh man, like you guys are cool and shit. like I'm glad you're my homies, but I gotta get the fuck out of here. And uh it was like I was I was getting sucked into that lifestyle, even even though I I wasn't a gangbanger or anything like that, you know. Um I still hung out with some of those fools and uh that that just that wasn't my life. And I didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged there. You know, I didn't feel like I belonged anywhere except like in the streets skating or just like in my bedroom with headphones on. Um, even a lot of friends that I hung out with, I just, I felt like I didn't belong because we didn't listen to the same styles of music. And, uh, you know, once I found people that had the same fucking interests as me and shit, like I didn't know that we had like similar backgrounds, but, um, you know, that's that's just kind of like what made the post pieces fit. And, uh, it's a trip thinking about it because you never really expect that shit to come from, like, your homies that don't talk about that kind of shit. And, uh, it's cool that it worked out the way it did because, you know, who knows what the fuck I'd be doing right now.
1: What 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 about now? Like, what does your family think about now? Now that they basically think you kind of made it, one way or another, you made it. You know, as a band, I, mean, you know. I,
3: would, I wouldn't consider it that because you know, like we're not well off. We still we still work for a living, you know. But uh, it's it's cool that you know we get the opportunity to do this shit,
2: and um, you know we took a long ass break when Walter went to prison, and
3: uh, I feel like before that, um, I was. I was in another band called hell in the cell and whip hand. And that's when I was like fucking around with a lot, a lot more drugs. And everyone was just kind of like, you know, irritated with each other and like, no one was really getting along. And, uh, I kind of like, it felt like, you know, shit wasn't going to last. And that's basically why Walter wrote end of the road. And, uh,
2: we kind of saw it coming and it was just, shit was like slowing down because everyone was just wasn't on the same page
3: and then um, we had a long ass break and then you know we we squashed our beefs and you know we all held down some jobs finally for once instead of having to like jump from job to job after tour that, uh we were able to stack some racks and uh, we were like yo fuck it let's start writing some new shit again you know like we don't want to play some shit off the wrong way anymore or the reckoning um i mean carlos carlos writes most of the music but he's a fucking weirdo when it comes to what he wants to play live you know because everyone wants to like play a bunch of deep cuts or do some covers and shit And he was like nah we need to do this shit that shit that shit's whack I'm like what do you mean it's whack? you wrote it but but yeah man it's it's cool because um now we we're obviously all older and more mature and there's like a good sense of respect and, and proper communication with each other and that's what it lacked the first time and you know we were all young just crazy and just wanted to have fun really you know and uh now that we all like know there's just a huge sense of responsibility with everything that we do.
2: It's, it's a little different, you know, and now I can pace myself, you know, like I can hang, but
3: back then it was like, I was pushing those limits and, you know, pushing everyone's limits too. And Did, did you was, ever like <laughs> get down with one of the members?
1: Like just straight up beat the shit at each other, like get irritated at each other and beat the shit at each other?
3: No, nah, it, it came very close a couple of times. Um, tank and george had some serious beef for a minute it wasn't like serious beef but it would just be like slap boxing in the van turns into like pull over bitch get out uh, and, uh, uh, ta-
1: uh george is the drummer or the guitarist george plays drums and the tank is a guitarist right that's right all right yeah man yeah, yeah. A, fucking, but, it's fucking crazy man but you know what uh yeah so before we wrap this up... Oh, wait I,
0: wait, I... So, like, so from transitioning, so, like, doing, like, uh, what was the... You said, so you guys had, like, the did the demo on, like, the first LP, but, like, so releasing, like, the latest project, how was that going from, like, what you guys know and, like, normal shit and after being a band for 10 years and, like, all of a sudden, oh, it's, like, quarantine and we got to re- release something because I remember seeing, like, all the ads all over Instagram and I was like, damn, they're really fucking doing it, doing it. Like, god uh, damn. Like it's a whole thing. Like how how was the approach to like writing that and releasing it in a time of quarantine and making sure like you know people still know you're here and like you're back with something that's hitting hard as fuck, you know?
3: Yeah, man. Fuck. Uh, talk about heartbreak, right? Fucking a real dream crusher. Yeah, and
0: also like the last you guys had like the last like literal show at the rec Center before. Oh yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 That yeah, I was man, honestly I was, too was chicken shit to, to, to go through, but whatever. <laughs>
3: We played the last show at the chain reaction. We played the last show at the at the rec center. And I was talking to Abe about it too. I was like, Yo, is it chill? And he was like, Yeah, fuck it, let's go. Fuck COVID. And I was, <laughs> yes, I was like, I don't I don't know, dude, like this shit's getting real serious and he was like, Fuck it, roll through, we'll set it up right now. It was like a, it was straight up like a last minute show. We we planned the show a day before uh, Yeah, like literally twelve hours. Before we pulled up to the show, to in, and then we we took um, uh, some some promo shots for that uncovered uh, zine from the UK, which was uh, real oh, sick. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was real sick, but also, like, literally, we were all sick, and, like, we didn't think we had COVID at the time, but, like, turns out, like, that was, like, a very stupid decision and very sketchy. You did it you guys actually tell me? Well, you know, tests tests were so rare that no one could get tested unless you were, like, an old person that was dying. Yeah. But we all had those symptoms, and we were, like, me, Walter, our merch dude, Micah, shout out to Micah in Hawaii. Um, you know, uh, Tank said he was a little sick, too, but, like, all of us, we were we were sick for, like, a solid month and a half. We couldn't smell or taste, and it was that's the most annoying shit ever when you can't taste some bomb-ass tacos. That's right. Or a pot roast or some pizza or you know, it's like, you're, like, inhaling that shit deep, like, what the fuck does that smell like? It, y- your brain starts to think, like, memories of smell and taste, but, like, very uh-huh. are like, munching down hard and you're like, fuck, this is so fucked up not being able to taste your food. And, uh, yeah, man, it, it sucked, but, uh,
1: yeah. I, I remember I remember oh and then like just like out like the crowd and I was just like against the wall like that like <laughs> just like against my face I was like I want to get in the pit but I was like there was just so, it was so packed and like it was so rowdy I was just like okay. like on the wall like my face was like like you know I was like, I was just trying to like climb over somehow to get like to a stage
0: <laughs> okay yeah. so COVID COVID was confirmed present at that show just to, just to be clear for everyone <laughs> yeah but unfortunately
3: that's the reality of it you know and uh, you know shout out to Beyond Pain shout out to Chamber oh
0: man rest in power Beyond Pain man rest, whatever, in whatever, rest in peace, going, Beyond Pain whatever's yeah. going on with them whatever's undisclosed but yeah yeah I mean that, that was a fucking cool show like I'm glad uh, it was cool but at the same time like
3: definitely shouldn't have happened thinking about it now you know but we <laughs> nobody knew nobody knew what the fuck was going on like we were just like yo it's been so long we just want to fucking play all we want to do is play like even now like everyone that's in a band anyone that plays an instrument all they want to do is fucking play people that don't even play want to go to a show it, it's come to that time where everyone's like desperate for that interaction or just like to get their ears fucking blown out by a speaker and that's what it's come down to now where it's like man you know when we were recording Ronin, that was like one of the the best experiences we've all had together in the studio where everyone was on the same page, no one was stressed because the pre-production for that was just, like, was so easy. Like, everyone knew what we were doing. And, uh, you know, we we recorded Reaper a year before that. And uh, that was the same shit, too. We were just doing one one song where it was just, like, we we wrote that song, a year before we recorded it. And, you know, we just practiced it a bunch and perfected it and, uh, <laughs> took it to the studio and just everyone laid down their, their part pretty much first take. And, uh, then when we started, you know, a year later, when we actually record all of Ronin, um, you hear that Reaper is a little bit different, but, uh, I don't even know why we kept that song on the record. I was hoping we'd, we'd choose a different song because um, I, I don't I don't remember what happened, but we had like four other songs in the pocket that we were just like, we got options, you know, we got B-sides, and that's what happened the other times we recorded, but fucking we scrapped those songs. Like every time we recorded a record, we had other songs sitting for a B-side for another single or whatever that, just fucking got swept under the rug. And, uh, it sucks because we, we all played them we were like so stoked for the fucking record that we put in so much work on all these songs and not all of them get to be on the record. But, uh, you yeah, know, it is what it is. It was fucking, it was cool recording with Roly. Uh, Roly plays guitar for teeth. His death metal band called teeth. And, uh, he also, uh, recorded, um, this band called Mortal Wound, which are, like, my lifelong homies that I grew up with in San Pedro.
1: Oh, shit. to check them out.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Teep is pretty big. Yeah. Te- Teeth is taking Carnifex on, or they took effects on their last <clears> tour. <throat>
2: no, no, uh, right.
3: I think you might be thinking of a different band. Was that um, them? Oh, my bad. But, yeah, I, I don't know.
2: Te- Teeth is fucking badass.
3: Fucking shout out to Tish. Yeah,
0: what's uh, what's the what's the front cover for that for the the newest album? Where, 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 what is that? Place? And what? Uh, on top of that, what does like what is Ronin? What does that sit, like what does it mean?
3: All right, so um, I'm sure Walter is gonna explain this in more detail, but Ronin is like a godless warrior, just like no masters, no rules, kind of fool.
2: Oh,
3: okay. Um, so every every cover of every record was just. Something that was just a memory for us, mostly Walter, in the projects. That stop sign was a stop sign that was outside of his old place. And uh, I used to fucking kick it there a lot. Like, fuck, man, his his cousin Gianni had a, a back house that was all to, all to himself that was just like another fucking no man's lands no rules no parents just like a bunch of fucking teenagers going crazy kicking it playing live music all the fucking time spray painting walls um we kicked it there a lot and uh that stop sign outside of his his old grandma's place uh that's the cover of street proud we just slapped a running out sticker on it and then uh what project uh, what was it? that what, what, which project? On, what was what was the cover of Wrong Way
1: Wrong Way it's like the, I, I believe it's the basement where you guys used to practice I'm pretty sure it's if, I, if I'm not mistaken oh no that's the Reckoning that was the House
3: of Rock oh okay well I forgot what the cover of the Wrong Way was hold on I got a record right. I all
2: these fucking
3: records look at this shit right here Um,
2: I was fucking... Here, this is it. Okay. okay. Uh, okay, yeah, okay.
3: So, uh, the stop sign on Street Prowl was across the street from, from his groundless place. And then this, uh, the do not enter wrong way, those street signs were on the other side of his groundless place. And, uh,
0: okay, like a concept. Pretty
3: cool. Yeah, it, it was like, uh, you know, the continuation of... And that story of his youth, and then going into the darker shit, where uh, Ronan carries a lot of his traumatic experiences. Um, that that cover is um, that's the front door where he grew up
2: in the projects, not his grandma's house. That's where he actually grew up. And uh, there's a, a fucking fat ass double set down the street
3: from that that I used to skate all the time. It was a uh, two stairs and then like a, a three foot gap. Of sidewalk and then another two stairs and uh i never knew i never knew he lived there until we were like driving around one day when, uh we were like i was 16 at least you know and we were we were uh on our way to in and out i think or something like that or sunken city yeah we used to go to sunken city a lot when we were younger and just like there'd be a bunch of fucking crack pipes everywhere and broken bottles uh we would meet up with like any random homies that were down to kick it. Because, you know, like, we didn't have any shit to do. Like, I had school. He had a fucking night job. And in the day, we'd fucking kick it and then go to some city. And then be like, all right, you know, collect all these broken bottles. Um, and then we start counting down to, from ten. And then fucking turn around and start throwing broken bottles at each other. There's a bunch of, like, concrete around. So it was just, like, glass breaking everywhere and just throwing crack pipes at each other just you know we had nothing better to do so we would just yeah. go around town and just break shit skate and listen to music had different bands going on so it would be like that, w- that was basically our only other you know priority but yeah man um, Ronan Ronan was really fun for us and it just sucked that uh, COVID happened because we're all prepared for it and or i mean prepared for the record to drop and just keep on touring and just fucked up all our plans and you know we all fucking quit our jobs for nothing couldn't go back to them so
1: that's life yeah man anything you want to add before uh we do the outro uh, i got something planned but
2: yeah
1: all right man you know usually for every time we end the episode we usually like you know, last episode with uh, Nate, we did like a bunch of like this or that questions. But with you, I feel like I feel like you have something to say. You, let's talk shit. What do you want to talk shit about? Fuck you to anything. Say fuck you to anything.
3: Fuck all the haters. You know, fuck PV. Uh, shout out to San Pedro. Fuck all the weak ass hoes that talk shit and don't back it up. That's
2: right. The um, net bangers. The no, net bangers. Yeah, fuck all the net bangers, dude. Fuck all those tweakers. Um, shout out to uh, Firestarter talking to Doyle today sick ass music shout out to Y um, shout
3: out to Mortal Wound you know can't wait for shows to start back up yeah man uh,
0: oh, wait, do, the, do you have any like, side projects you work on anything like, like creatively artistically musically just, 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 I saw the bike on your wall do you do anything with like bikes you got yeah. a bike on your wall that's crazy you got the lowrider bike dude.
2: yeah I've been working on this
3: lowrider bike for a while um, finally finished putting it together see right there I got a fucking knife up on it too that little that's knife hard holder as on it.
0: fuck yo
3: yeah. <laughs> uh, me and my girl just got to the new place we just fixed it up um, painted all the walls and shit I got my my guitar is hanging up right here on the wall so uh, that's
0: fucking tight man it, yeah it's fucking
2: nice as room too yo the Godzilla yeah, <laughs> Yeah, thanks, man. We actually literally just moved in like less than a month ago. Yeah. It's been three <laughs> yeah. weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Fucking
1: shout out to all the homies and all the haters and um, all the hoes and the players. Everyone that keeps it real. Yeah, fuck you to any specific any specific person out there, or it doesn't have to be like uh, like it could be a celebrity or whatever. <laughs>
3: Nah, man. Uh, just, you know, I got no ill will besides fuck Donald Trump. That's right.
0: But uh, hopefully next hopefully next year gets better. Fuck and, Biden uh, too. You know. Fuck Biden's yeah. crusty ass too. Fuck, uh, fuck uh, Camilla and all those
1: and all, and all the fools are like, oh, A. C. A. But you know Camilla and posting him bullshit ass fuck people. Fuck the
3: Billings, bro. Fuck the G. O. P. And all those fucking, uh, you know, poker face fucks. Hey, there's another war coming. Get ready.
1: That's right. Yeah. All right, man. So before we go, before we cut this off,
0: you know, uh, yeah, anything else you want to add? Or oh, yeah, tell people where to find you and stuff. And if you, you want, want to people find to find you.
3: Yeah, man. Find me in the streets. Uh, stay safe. Happy holidays. Um, I'll be here forever.
1: What you got? What you got coming up for the holidays?
3: I'm just gonna be kicking it, man. I've been taking this shit seriously. Me and my girl, just trying to stay safe. We're just chilling, uh-huh. playing video games, watching 90 Day Fiance. We're doing good. Wait, baby. wait did, did you end up getting a PS5? Your girl got you a PS5? Nah, nah. <laughs> she, don't, she don't love me like that. Oh,
1: oh. It ain't, it ain't the love when she ain't get you the PS5? Oh.
3: So. Yeah, yeah, man. She don't, she don't even like me like that. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just, it's just that that rotting out money, dude. That riding, that rotting out money is gonna pay for that PS Five, right?
3: Oh man, like, hey, you don't even fucking know the debt. The debt
1: is like <laughs> the opposite. Damn, man. You don't want <laughs> this debt, man. But uh, yeah, man. Thank you guys for you know reaching out and uh letting me talk some shit. But uh, you know, work hard, play hard. Stay safe. Thank you, man. Appreciate I appreciate you man for for, for for accepting, you know, the all everything uh, we did this interview off with just the DM, you know, that essentially was just pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yeah. Alright man. Sure. Later man, well, stay you. safe, take care, and yeah man. Hell Riding
2: yeah. out forever. Oh yeah, dude. Cheers. Yeah, dude. You, man. All right, later. Later. you. Thank you.